Good morning, good afternoon, Screen Rats. Today's episode of Television Times is part one of a two-parter. Our guest today is Ben Crompton. Now, you know him for many things. Of course, most of you will recognise him from his role in Game of Thrones, playing Edison Tollett. But Ben's also been in many other things, like Doctor Who. He was in a TV show called Ideal with Johnny Vegas, which was directed by Ben Wheatley, who then put Ben in some of his subsequent movies as well. He's in the current uh, spin-off TV show of the film, the Full Monty. Um, he was in so many things. He's been in Motherland. He played a postman in Ramesh Ranganathan's show, The Reluctant Landlord. I mean, he's in everything. And if that's not enough, Ben is also an accomplished stand-up comedian and can be seen performing regularly. And uh, he lives up here in Newcastle, uh, where I live. Uh, his wife, he met her at Northern Stage, which is somewhere my wife most recently worked. So we have a tiny connection there. We talk about that a little bit. But this chat was so easy. He came over um, quite a long time ago. It's about three months ago now. And the reason for the delay... Um, was because basically had a load of uh, guests that had shows on in Edinburgh so I had to sort of get those ones out before Edinburgh then I recorded some at Edinburgh and I wanted to put those out because you know it'll just sound really I don't want to be putting out an Edinburgh episode in December so I held on to this one and also it's a really good chat and that's why we're doing it over two parts because it was a really long conversation Ben came round I don't know about half nine ten in the morning stayed right out till lunchtime we chatted off mic for about an hour after we finished as well we were just chatting 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 you so easy to talk to it felt like I was talking to a mate he was such a good guy um, to get around and, and interview it's so easy brilliant and um, we do start off by talking about cakes uh, but you know <laughs> sit with it it develops into quite a normal easy listen I think this one I'm not going to edit too much out of this I'm just going to leave it kind of as it is there's a bit of rim noise a bit of echo sorry for the misophonia people we are drinking tea coffee and eating madeleines at the beginning you know just you know go with it I don't want to chop the fuck out of this one and uh, you know as soon as there are two parts uh, to this interview I'd like to just uh, crack on and get on with it, you know? Um, but I mean, all I'll tell you is uh, I'm feeling a bit tired lately and uh, I've recently been to a hotel for two days uh, just to relax. That's what we do sometimes, mostly because it's nearly my birthday and every every year it's the same thing. What do you want? Two days in a premiere and thank you very much. Uh, just to relax, um, path through some movies, uh, have a bath, just basically cut myself off from the world and close the fucking door it's one i like the most i don't want to do it all the time but uh, when it happens it really is nice and it's a great break and I, I recommend it to anybody especially if you have kids and you can afford it if you can just you know go to a hotel not an expensive one just like a 30 quid one just for a couple of nights and chill out you're fucking it is like rejuvenation trust me right so let's crack on let's get into it part one of television times podcast featuring ben Crompton. It's Ben, 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 Ben Crompton. Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last 10 years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them, and what made them laugh and cry. Here, Television Times. Nice brew. Is that right? Yeah, smashing one of these. These are looking. Those are the. They look like uh, what do you call them? Madeleines. Little French. They're, they're like little boats. It looks like a little yellow submarine. I like these. My missus likes them. We try, mm. try to keep it pro EU in here. You know. Oh so. yeah, my missus is Belgium. Some you know about rum bar bars sometimes. Oh rum bar bars. Hard to get though now. I remember. It's funny you say that because my mum. She used to. I used to live in Ireland, and my mum worked in a cake shop when I was about twelve in Dublin, mm -hmm. and she used to. Um, 
my mum's a bit of a crim. <laughs> and she used to send me in with a £20 note. No, right. she sent me in with a £5 note and right. give me change from a 20 that kind of stuff. Okay. And she'd right. always give me rum barbas to take home for my dad. Nice, yeah. professors to never eat cake. Right. And yeah, if, it's, if it's soaked in rum... Is it actually alcoholic or is it all burnt Yeah, off? well, the rum... I mean, I don't know if this is a different between, like, a European thing, but the ones she has... Yeah. ...which you order in France, are they are... Basically, you get them in a jar... And they're they're so yeah they're soaked in in, in rum with little you know little pastries in rum they're quite oh, right. alcoholic no, very sweet yeah very sweet cool kind of reminds me of the um, what's the Indian sweet gulab jamun I never know how to say it. Oh, I don't know that. friends of mine say gulab jamun but I think it's gulab jamun it's right. like a I guess it's like a piece of sponge right the sort of shape of you know when you get those um, toys in a sort of elongated no, I guess like in a Kinder egg you know, yeah in a Kinder egg you get the toy inside. yeah yeah so imagine that shape like a bullet almost okay yeah but. Cake, but pure sponge, Ooh. soaked in sugar, comes in syrup, right. and they bring it to you after a very spicy meal in like the Punjab and stuff. Oh, I, don't know, I must be doing something wrong during my meals. I've not got one. I'm, I'm going to ask. Oh, is it in the Punjab? Well, oh, I mean, they I'm have not... them here. They have okay. them in, in um, you know, what Indian areas. For? Gulab, Gulab jamun. I will check that and, and it's and like an Indian equivalent to after eight minutes. Um, I think it's more like a. Oh God, what would it even be? It's the sweetness of like a creme brulee or something. Oh, nice. Like really so sweet. You know, like have you ever yeah, had the Indian too, sweets? Stuff too sweet, yeah. The solid sweets that are made of like condensed milk. Yeah, yeah it's some yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, off too much sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a Brazilian coffee. Um, when I went to Brazil, I, I dropped like, I said, I'll just drop one into the into the coffee and I dropped two. <laughs> double drop. Don't double drop, it mate. It was fucking mental. It was, it was like... <laughs> the off, sugar off rush, like... Oh, oh well, I mean, my eyes went funny. You know when your eyes go funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much. Exactly. Blood Moon. I haven't even. Is this a good movie? I don't know. It's terrible because actually, like I said, my best mate Sean Dooley's in it. Yeah. And he was up recently. He's just been doing a Vera. We, we all they get around to everybody eventually, I think. But oh, yeah, right. so he okay. did that, and, and actually, I was I was supposed to be up for it, hmm. uh, but I couldn't do it. I think Tony Law ended up doing it instead. But they shot it in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a sort of. I mean, I'm assuming it's a sort of. Old school kind of like American Werewolf in London style. Yeah, I think filming, so. It's all right? sort of uh, werewolf western vibe, and they've got they've got um, they've got a set like a western set somewhere in the home right. counties or something, so they could they can shoot that. But like you know, uh. you, you do. I mean, for sure, he went. Look, I'm playing a, an American uh, cowboy who gets to fight a werewolf. So right. you, you know, you do jobs for different reasons, don't you? Because there is that, isn't there? At the moment, there's a sort of um, like. British Americana, that's that show called, um, was it called The End of the Fucking World? Oh, yes. And it was all shot down in like, um, that's right, yeah. And it was all like, it looked like America, but it wasn't America. That's it was right. Like yeah, yeah. Or something. I, was, I was up for that. And I'll tell you oh, what else is interesting when they've done uh, Sex Education, which I've not seen, hmm. but it's set in Wales. But right. the, the high school there, apparently, the bit I've seen is it's like, it's set in like an American high school with lockers and things, which isn't how oh, it right. works here. But apparently that was an idea that it sells better around the world. Yeah. There are more schools around the world that are akin to the American high school. True. And so therefore it, it translates. So you're making it for a, a global market yeah. then. Although when you watch it, knowing what, you know, <laughs> schools are like in Britain, they're not yeah, like that. Like, exactly. Yeah. So by the way, my five-year-old, he's got a little American school bus toy. Oh, yeah. Which he plays with, and he says he wants to go to school on the school bus. I mean, school's just there. Right. But, um, I, don't, I said, I don't think you do. From what I've heard, it was an absolute horror show for kids yeah. who went to school on those things. I love, I love, I love uh, American school, American school buses and uh, American taxis. The yellow, the yellow yeah. is a good choice, colour, isn't it? I love I yellow. yellow but when, I, when I think of the um, American school bus, I think of um, Dirty Harry. 
I think of uh, South Park. Oh, do you? Of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty Harry. What happens in Dirty Harry? Remind me. He there's the there's the, the. the killer in it or something. He he, um, he hijacks a school bus right. and he drives off and ends up driving off the edge of a is it San Francisco Bridge or something? Golden Gate right. Bridge. It's sort of wobbling oh. and he's going row 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 the boat sing fucking sing row Jesus. row. It's dark. I have to rewatch yeah. that. No, is that cool. where they nick speed from then? That's where what then? Yeah, they might. Yeah, maybe it is. Oh. <laughs> Just straight straight to Father Ted for me. <laughs> I love Father Ted. I know. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't like Father Ted? I've written some stuff down, only because oh, obviously, I, obviously I have to do some research on you. Mm. Um, I'm going to say straight up, and yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but I'm going to say it because I feel honesty is key. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Game of Thrones, but and I apologise so, so much. Do you know because I And I only know about two other people that haven't, and I think I'm saving it for when I'm older. I was on the road a lot, and I didn't There's get to lots see of it. you. It's so funny because it's, I mean... Um, I don't mind. I got paid anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's not through any kind it's of so funny opinion. Because when people do that, they, they say, "Say, I'm so sorry, I've not seen it." It's no, like, I know, no, but... it's like I don't mind, and I totally understand it. There's loads of stuff I've not seen, and um, well, you've also... probably not seen stuff you've been in, right? That's what actors don't watch. Their I own. no, I do. You do. I do. The, I good. do watch it because I go, and that's when I go, "Oh God, that's awful." Can I get another job? I'll do it better next time. <laughs> I have that. <laughs> Some people don't watch it. Hmm. Uh, but I do for, for that most, reason. Most, to, I think. To just go, well, yeah, I remember Gordon Jackson famously, you know, the, from yeah. the press was it? He, he never watched stuff. But I do watch stuff because I try and I go, that's too much, um, that's ridiculous, that's shit. Uh, and I watched it from like 20 years and go, how did you ever get any work? But obviously, you uh, when you work, you get you yeah. get better. Work, work, work breeds work and you yeah. learn. That, well, that's the plan, otherwise you shouldn't be doing it, you know. Hmm. And what you feel you're doing sometimes... You know, I think you learn from watching stuff back and you go, OK, that didn't play out quite how I thought it did. So that's that's part of learning your craft, I think, in a way. I remember watching Manstroke Woman at the time. Yeah. And I would have been on tour, because I, I come from a tech background. I started backstage, then I started writing, wrote a book, and now I do stand-up comedy and a podcast. So it's a complete hey. transition. And I'm a stay-at-home dad for most of the... Yeah. for the last two and a half years while my wife goes out and uh, <laughs> does bread. carpentry. Yeah. Does she? And works at Northern Stage, weirdly. Does she? And, and oh, Durham small, Scenic Workshops, yeah. So I know you met your... your um, I met my missus at, at Northern Stage. At Northern Stage, yeah. So 25 years ago. 25 years ago. That was ago. supposed to be a one-night stand. I don't know. Re- I'm either really good <laughs> at one-night stands or one really night. bad. But either, you know, it was a planned one-night 25-year one-night stand. <laughs> Might get married one day. Were you on? Were you on tour? <laughs> no, I was doing a play uh, written by I don't know if you do you know Matt Dunster. He's like a big West End director now. He's done um, Hangman. He did uh, Twenty Twenty Two Ghost Story, The Pillar Man. Oh, right, yeah, of course. So he does of course. all those, and he'd written a play. It was up at Northern State. And she was choreographing the piece beforehand, and uh, so yeah, we just end up meeting on that. Really, so she said, "Oh, you'll be all right when you're 50. I thought, "Cheek," I said, "I'm right." I mean, you. I was 23. That's weird because my missus said something similar. She, we met in an open mic in Toronto. I oh, was yeah. playing music. She was playing music. And we sort of, uh, you know, connected. And then it was a sort of, it was a bit harder because I had to fly across the Atlantic about five times oh, to yeah, uh, that is long distance, yeah. woo her, if yeah. that's the words we can still use. I'm not sure. Were you courting? Um, <laughs> we courting. We were right. courting. I think she, she had another guy on on her books. On her books? <laughs> and, and he was tall and handsome. She and, sounds and efficient, he, though. He was local. Oh, and, really? And she didn't go for it. So it was like... Uh-huh. Brilliant. Worked out in the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. And now she lives here and uh, <laughs> everyone here says, why did you leave Canada for Britain? <laughs> uh, 
Is she's not Canadian, though, is she? She's Canadian. She's yeah. Canadian. She getting all right with the with the. Because I was I, I worked with a uh, guy recently, and he mm. moved to Canada, mm. and he said it's kind of strange because I've always got I've always got a bit of a fascination with Canada. It's one mm. of those places I've always imagined that I'd want to go. Yeah, yeah. I think what happened is my grandfather, he was from a big family, and they all left. I think there was about twelve kids, and they mm. all went to move to Canada, and he was the only one that stayed here. Really? So I have this sense of like you know yeah. I should go there, but 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 um. Are your family all English? English? Are you or are they? There's a bit of, there's a, yeah, mainly, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bit of Italian back in back in oh. the day and stuff, and uh, oh yeah, you look Celtic a bit Viking, don't you? Got that's just because I've got a ginger beard as well. <laughs> seen there's the pictures there's of some Game ginger of in the mix. Yeah, definitely some ginger in the mix. <laughs> I was watching uh, Manstroke Woman, um, which is, what, 15 years more, maybe? Yeah, we did um, 2005, 2005, 2007, so... It's yeah, a whole about child's life yeah, away. Since we, yeah, it's crazy. But, it, you know, like, um, obviously, the, I mean, this is not an original thought, but there aren't really that many sketch shows on anymore. I've, I've been watching quite a lot of it, because I actually, I watched it just to sort of see you in it yeah. and remind myself of the show, and I just started watching more and more and more and more, because obviously all of you are you know, very well-known now. And, and you know, uh, Daisy Haggard has gone on to, yeah. you know, Breeders and Back to Life and amazing yeah. things like that as well, and, and obviously your career and Nick. But, like, I don't think it's that dated. There's only one sketch I can pick out, and that's the one where you're in the office and everyone's dressed as a woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit prophetic, if I, I don't, We I can just, cut this if you want. But, no, no, it's I mean, fine. It's, it's, it's just... <laughs> it's fu- Do you know what? It's um, I, There's a lot of stuff in there that wouldn't get made now. I mean, the things you talk about sketch shows, there was a glut at the time. There, there was an absolute... Suddenly, because there was there was a swinging, a Channel 5 had a go at that. There was mm-hmm. um, uh, Spoons on Channel 4. There was Tick, Titty, Bang, Bang. Oh, there, was, yeah. there, was, there was... Suddenly, there was, like, for a few years, there was an abs, There was loads of sketch shows. Mm-hmm. And ours, even at the time when we were, <laughs> we were filming it, there was points when we were going, is this a bit... It's a little bit misogynist at points. I think Nick Frost said, we should call it Man Strike Woman. <laughs> There's a series of scenes where there's two women saying, oh, that was amazing to that's great. Oh, that's well done. How can we possibly thank you? And, and, and then we all, in turn, go, oh, just kiss. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and yeah, yeah, just yeah. getting the women to go. And there's a few sketches in there that I, I think wouldn't play out today. Mm. But I think, I think, and like, it's the nature of all hit, um, uh, sketch shows, they're, they're, they're a bit hit and miss. Mm. But there's enough hitters in there. There's enough good ones in there, I think, yeah. That probably work well, particularly in, in, in you know, in this generation where, where you can cut up content yeah. and you just send it around in one-minute clips and stuff. I mean, has it been chopped up and thrown all over TikTok? It yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, every now and again. I mean, I'm not, I'm not on TikTok, so people send stuff sometimes. No, you're you know? nearly 50 years old, you can't be on TikTok. No, I can't be on TikTok, exactly. I've got mates going, why are, you on, why are you on TikTok? <laughs> I, only, I only just do... Uh, I do Facebook for mates and stuff and yeah. I do Instagram as, a, like, a general presence. Mm. Yeah, you because know, I don't do Twitter because that seems like a cesspit. Yeah, I, I only put the. I mean, I don't get any anything on any of it really. Only Instagram. Everyone asks me what the Insta handle is. Right, and that's about it really. That's yeah, Facebook seems that. to be like the same people that are liking my episodes are the people that liked my songs ten years ago. And it's like right, okay. I need new people. On Facebook. Need, Facebook's yeah, dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I can do. I do like family stuff and stuff. Yeah, I just yeah. have family and friends on that, but. Instagram, everything's got to be. You've got to sort of be careful what you put out there because everyone, mm. everyone's got an opinion, and you, you know, you know, it's just noisy. Life's noisy, isn't well, it? It's tricky. chaotic. Like, uh, even talking to people, if I speak to somebody, because obviously, uh, you know, your, your politics can come out sometimes. My views on monarchy could come out sometimes. Yeah. You've got to be really careful on what, kind of careful what you say, but also be truthful and and not sort of hide. 
hide who you are. Absolutely, yeah. But, and that's but, hard because... But think you, sort of about five or six years ahead. Like, am I saying something that... that, that in a few years' time. Yeah, or, yeah, I find that I find it tricky. Yeah. You know, and also, mm. I wouldn't want to be like... You know, like, the kids growing up now and stuff like... If somebody does well or something, mm. somebody will then go back seven years to their Twitter account. Yeah. You know, and they'd said something slightly stupid. Yeah. And they'll vilify them for it. And you're thinking, do you know what? We've all been young, we've all made mistakes and mm. stuff. And we sort of live in a... a I've, I've, this is what's happened to me now. I've turned into angry bloke shouts at Sky. Yeah. What's going on in the world? Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? We live in a sort of world of polemics now. And also, if you yeah. have an opinion, whatever it is, you can find 10,000 people who will back you up. So they mm. go, well, I must be right, you know. Well, confirmation bias is easy. I can find out. Oh, it's huge. Any, anything exactly. I, if I want to believe... I mean, I've done it. I, I know I've done it where I've read a story against something I believe in. And I said, oh, I'm not going to read that. I'll read. No. I just want to read positive things about uh, that story. Exactly. And there's people, yeah. you see people and you go... and there's some, some people have you can see people have just reposted something instantly like mm. before i repost something i always do a check do you know what mm. i mean there's something oh god well, yeah that really puts them in a bad light you think hang yeah. on just check snopes mm. do corroborate stuff quick deep do, dive. Do two, yeah, two, <laughs> yeah two or three check is 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 it valid check it's not coming from info wars or something exactly like that. <laughs> you know what i mean don't add to the the the, yeah. the misinformation stuff i think it's um Oh God! I've how, turned it. I've, yeah. How old are your kids? You got a couple of kids. Four, fifth most. Just turned fifteen and oh, nine. Right. So they got. Uh, has the oldest got a phone? Hmm. He's much smarter than me, though. He, he joined Instagram years ago, and he went. Do you know what, Dad? This is uh, distracting me. I'm coming off it. Yeah, I wonder, like, if, if the next generation are going to hate the last because it's not them who have made this world. We've made yeah. it, not me, but no. you know, uh, probably our generation are the ones who have done this to them. Yeah. And you know, now they all have to grow up in public. Like you say, oh, yeah. explain what they... If, if, can you imagine oh. explaining a thought that you have? I know for a fact, I'll put my <laughs> hands up here and say, I know for a fact at 15, I was probably racist. It, I would have yeah. said all kinds of stupid shit in the playground. Yeah. If that was recorded yeah. in any way yeah. and then being able to... I would, if you put that mirror up to me now, I'd be and so ashamed and embarrassed. Talk about television, that was the example that was set and stuff. Yes, around of course. The time. I mean, you know, Al, Al was much smarter than me. I was... I was, I was I was in the bath, and he, you know, I was, I was on the phone. He knocked and he said, "Are you on your phone?" I was like, uh, "He said, jump, jump to bring you, you that that book on the Stoics." I was like, "No, I've got, I'm, I'm out in a minute." Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so he's, he's trying to get me to. Do you, do you want to do a bit more reading? Really? Like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. He is amazing, but he's. Uh, oh, there is hope. There is hope. There is hope. But yes, no, the seventy. I mean, I, that was that was my time for growing up, seventies and eighties and stuff. And no, we can, you, well, I feel we can jump into a format yeah, point. Here, absolutely, ben. go for right, it. Right, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna steer into the podcast quickly. Oh, I mean, it was a natural chat there, and I've kind of ruined the flag, but... OK, Ben, question number one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really do it like this, but... Um, can you recall a TV show, usually... Um, this is usually when you're growing up. If you grew up in the 70s, it's definitely going to be then. A TV show that was on when you were a kid that you can't quite imagine they put on, and it would never get put on now. Oh, my God, you were in the 70s, or most of it. Pick pick your worst one. OK, but I'm sure there's... Uh, well, Love Thy Neighbour comes to mind and stuff like that, but I wouldn't, you know... Trying to think what else wouldn't get made. I imagine half the children's dramas wouldn't get made now. Like what? Well, you know, like Children of the Stones and... Uh, What's Children, Children of the Stones? Children of the Stones was the um, the one that was a bit like Stonehenge. It was set around Stonehenge. There was a magic sort of circle. There was, there was a whole lot of mysticism and, you know... Yeah. Check, yeah, check out Children of the Stones. I've heard things about stones. Like, I remember rent ghost being occasionally scary. But, but oh, quite the, light. The, but, this um, is that 70s underbelly of sort of dark, sort of the changes and like stuff. The old Celtic, yeah, Celtic, yeah, Celtic, yeah, font, yeah. Celtic font, scary. Yeah, it's, all, <laughs> it's um, I suppose it's like Wicker Man for kids, that's, that sort of thing. And there was, a, there was quite a few, I mean, they also, I'll tell you what wouldn't be on now, I don't think it's not a show, but it was definitely television, the public service uh, films. 
you remember those? Yes, what, the channel? Dark water, my, I am dark water. But, you know, warning children of... that? Dark water? Do you not know that? I don't remember that one. How old are you, Steve? I'm 53. Oh, you should remember these. These are the ones where... The ones, the pylons. Do you remember the pylons? Yeah, where they would They'd climb the pylons. And a kid would be like, don't climb the pylons. Yeah, 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 I remember And then they'd get electrocuted and you see a kid falling off. Or they'd... Yeah, or they'd be on a tractor. And they'd fall off a tractor and get run over. You go, well, I think you've, you know... I, I see what your point is here. I think they did one for the railway tracks where a kid touched yes. the live rail with his foot as well, right, and died. Yeah, and they've got <laughs> names, these little short films, and they put them on in the middle of the day. <laughs> and that, the children of the wheelies was mental. Nosy bonk. Do you Nosy Bonk? The name sounds familiar. No, the look, tune up, would, look up Nosy Bonk. The tune would probably... The is tune's the, always what brings it back, is isn't it? It's the stuff of nightmares. Can't play the tune, but... I have no idea yeah. why somebody... Went, I tell you what, kids are like, this fucking monstrosity. Yeah, have you seen that? Fucking hell, if I... Yeah, kid, uh, anybody <laughs> listening? Go on, just Google Nosy Bonk now. Don't Google Nosy Bonk. It's... Wow, that is... Uh... This is the, right, the, 79. I yeah. mean, that looks 60s almost. There's a, there's a book out... Um, Ooh, I must uh, have been in Ireland then. Fucking hell. Yeah. No, no, probably. There's a book. There's a book called Scarred for Life, uh, which is like an, a, a, a sort of huge compendium yeah. of all the stuff from the seventies, and I think there's an eighties one which I'm going to get. Yeah. But there's so much stuff back then that is that you know you go. That looks really awful. And I kind of missed that in a way. They, 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 a lot of the shows they made then, they didn't pander to sort of kids. They were, they were sort of, you know. They were genuinely sort of scary and, and thoughtful. Now. Do you think they were trying to do that in some kind of post-war, make them tough way? Like, because uh, we we would have been the first kids of the post-war kids, like my parents yeah. are boomers, obviously. Yeah. I'm assuming yours are as well. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. I grew up with my grandparents for quite a lot of my childhood, so that was like direct, like um, parenting of like you know, oh, you you they they showed me their ration books when I was moaning about not getting enough for Alpine fizzy drinks delivered or whatever. <laughs> right. If I wanted another dandelion and burdock, they were like, oh, in the war, we had the look, your, your grandma yeah. had powdered egg. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want fucking powdered egg. It's 1981. <laughs> I, I, wonder if there's, I, I wonder if there's something about, like, after there's the optimism of the end of the 60s and stuff, there was, mm. a, there was a sort of freedom of celebration there. Maybe what you know, once you hit the dystopian 70s and the you know the three-day week or something, and somebody yeah. went, well, we've got freedom to tell these stories now and, and things are a bit shit now and let's take monsters. I think monsters became more psychological you, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was the fallout from the drugs or something. Maybe. So it's like, what what really fucks up my head? Yeah. I'll tell you what, you know, and then, and then let's um, let's turn this into a let's turn this into a story to frighten. It must be like the, like the Magic Roundabout was very psychedelic and uh, I well, got that's this all drug influence. Isn't Do you remember it? Pitkins? Do you remember seeing that? Yeah, but that, that was the. That looks the, like the, the, it's been run over. It looks like it's found in a bin. Yeah, found it. Yeah, exactly. I used to love Hartley hair, and I look at it now and I think, no, I wouldn't give that. Imagine buying that for my child. No. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't get more. Can you imagine the merch range on that now? The flask. No thanks. And they all had those. And that's the other thing with seventies stuff. They had a very um, old school British. Everything had a posh accent. I think hardly it was very. Hello, I'm hardly the bear. It was all <laughs> yeah, old yeah, BBC yeah. chat, yeah. wasn't it? There were no accents in the seventies. Only no, there were, only no. RP and quite a lot of that sort of left behind forties. Hello, over there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and stuff like that in children's telly. And I sort of forgot about that till I played a bit of Blue Peter back. And stuff I like, like do you remember the flumps. Yeah, I do remember the like, I think, and, and then I always listen to because I always think she was brilliant. The actress who did the narrated that is Gay Soper. And I was always surprised she wasn't better known. Hmm. She's such a beautiful voice for narration, but she, the, the characterisation of those films was absolutely brilliant. I have to rewatch it. A friend of mine brought up The Flumps recently. So was there a, a, a TV show when you were at school that you would, like, run home to see that, that was, like, your favourite? You didn't want to miss? Oh, uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Hmm. 
Uh, and it was the American version with um, Ian, somebody, Ian Tracy and Sam Snyder. I can see the kid in my head, I had yeah. a beautiful uh, soundtrack. And the shot of the, of the boat going down, going down the Mississippi. I think I can see the... the yeah, the and it was, it was quite dark as well. They had um, Jim, the story with... Uh, uh, well, it'd be a Native American, but they called him Indian, Indian mm. I think. It was really good. It was really well made bit of television. I used to want to get back for that. And actually, recently, because I collect soundtracks for TV and films. I don't really? know if you know that. No, I don't. Yeah. So, uh, nipped over to Liverpool yesterday, came back with another BBC TV themes album, because it had the Light of Lads on it, and oh, Boom, right. Moon Base 3. Um, and I had a, yeah, I managed to finally track down the soundtrack for Huckleberry Thin. It was on this uh, obscure German compilation cd all oh, right so yeah if you want to borrow it then you know <laughs> what i mean if you think you know what's that huckleberry thing yeah well there was things that like um i was telling a friend of mine they talked about this show i think it was richard herring was talking about something called um beach comers and i was like oh, i've never heard of that and they said play the theme you'll all know it and i played it i was like oh i remember this right you know it just takes you straight back Sense into it, it yeah things that you've never you, you just don't remember um what you will remember though yes is probably the first character or person on television that gave you that fuzzy feeling in your loins. <laughs> That's uh, <clears throat> probably a few of those. Uh, let me think. Aaron Gray would be up there, definitely. Hmm. From, um, you know, Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers. Yeah. What's that, Buck? And uh, who else was in there? Well, there a few. Gil um, Gerard. Gil Gerard, yeah. That's his name, yeah, yeah. He was a handsome man. Um, oh, thought, Pam Dorber. Oh, was that... Morka Mindy. Mindy. Morka Mindy. I absolutely yeah, yeah. loved Morka Mindy. Yeah, I mean, I that, that was... I mean, it's talking about, uh, you know, programmes that made an impression. Morka Mindy was huge. It was probably the earliest, one of the earliest shows I remember watching. I, uh, I read something the other day about that. The uh, Something about the sound people that worked on Morka Mindy had to, like, go through the sound really slowly oh. every time to make sure because he was always trying to sneak swear words in and not only was he yeah, not only was he trying to sneak, sneak swear words in what he, to get past that he then ended up uh, learning foreign swear words apparently and he would try and drop them as well so they think they had to try and get a translator in and so actually there's also there's a brilliant a brilliant TV movie it's called something like Behind the Camera, Behind the Laughter. And it's about the story of, Mo- of Robin Williams becoming famous through oh. uh, Mork and Mindy. And it's got an amazing performance by... Now, this act is called Chris Diamanotopoulos. It's a Greek surname. You might... Do you, have you watched The American Office? Yeah, of course. He plays the sound guy, Brian. Right. Do you remember who, who ends up falling for Pam? Towards the end, there's a little... They try and put a bit of jeopardy in Pam and Jim's friendship uh, relationship. And it's a really interesting point because it suddenly... It, like, breaks the fourth wall in a way, in a way, in, in the way that it's the first time they acknowledge the film crew. Yeah, it takes that, forever, and it turns yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then the, then the boom operator comes in. Yes. And he's like, are you OK? I do remember that moment, yeah. because I, I remember that was when I forgot it was mockumentary until yeah, they did it again. Yeah, they acknowledge it. It's a little, real sort of pullback yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, yeah, this is supposed yeah. to be a documentary. And then, um, but he, he, he plays Brian and that, but he does this incredible um, uh, interpretation of Robin Williams. Wow. It's on YouTube, but, yeah, it's called, like, Behind the Camera, the unauthorised story of Mark and Robin Williams. And is, is this something that was on regular TV? No, it was. I think it was, like, made for American TV. I don't remember it wow. being on... You know, I think it was made about ten years ago, and it's great because it also it, it looks at how you know how Mork, you know how Mork first appeared on Happy Days. Yes, I it, it was, yeah, it, yeah. and it was the, the whole Gary Marshall thing, and I love. I think Happy Days is the most spin-offs or something off wow. of TV series because it had um, had Mork and Mindy, then it had uh, Joni Loves Chachi, Joni uh, Loves Chachi, Laverne yeah. and Shirley, 
There's another one called One Blue Clouds. It was something. Right. Last year it was a pie or something, and then some cartoon spin-off. Yeah, you know, I always think of like there were. I mean, actually, this podcast is called Television Times. I wrote a, a musical when I was at college in Rose Bruford, like twenty five years ago. Yeah, Rose Bruford. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, in there, there's a line where someone comes in and it's like, "Who do you think you are, Chachi?" You know, because everyone yeah, starts yeah. clapping when they come. Yeah, clapping <laughs> yeah. So I, I know that. I know that. I know that move. But that was also a through line from Taxi all the way to Cheers, wasn't it? it was the same writers? I, I think it was. It might be. I'm not sure. Or well, there's there's definitely people involved, involved in that in whole, whole through thing. line all the way to. I know Frasier. Gary Marshall's that was a big big sort of name. In, mm. I mean, Happy Days is, is so pivotal. I mean, it was. Oh God. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was. I don't want to say it, but it was probably rubbish, right? But it. I mean, it. <laughs> it, it, I, it do you know what? I, 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 but there was a point when I was uh, probably about sixteen, seventeen, or something, and Channel Four used to show. Um, they used to show them sometimes some Happy mm. Days. Um, and it, yeah, some of them, some of them. Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks appeared in that. Really? Yeah, he he plays um, a martial arts guy. A lot of people got a break in that. I love that as well. When you mm. see old TV mm. shows or films and you see somebody starting yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I used to um, I used to love catching catching up with them. Like Mork and Mindy used to be shown at six six thirty on Channel Four on a Friday night. And I know this because we, we mates in Stockport, we used to go and meet mm. down down the garage and sit on the wall. I mean, with some <laughs> yeah, cans yeah. and that because it was Friday night. And it was the time when it was like the late 80s. So we had like uh, jeans where, you know, you cut in at the hem and you put in stitching some, uh, yeah. like a, a paisley triangle and go and listen right, to right. the Soup Dragons or something, Stone Roses. So how, how were you watching that? Well, I, I was, was watching it late because mm. what I do is I tape it. Right. And then I cut out the adverts, mm. watch it all. And then I, so I ended, ended up having all. Uh, I think there's 84 episodes on really? taped off telly. I was a bit, a bit of an anal geek. I used to have, like, all... I used to tape loads of stuff off telly. Did you have the alphabetised? No, well, no, uh, I had them numbered, and then I had... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what a catch. I used to have a book. I used to have a book, and, I used to, and each page was, like, listed, so yeah. page one through to, like, 100-something, and each page was, like... You know, there was a film on there, The Omega Man, and then There's like 20, 20 minutes of the chart show or something. You know what I mean? There's then, nothing wrong with lists. The, 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 um, uh, the sm- you know, what's it called? The Met from the Mary Whitehouse experience. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just gonna. What's this make, tone? Just Have you got the Doomsday Book here? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna. <laughs> Have you got a census like, of all of I'm the just, north of England? I just want to make sure he doesn't feel bad about list making. That's all. Because this Holy is, Toledo, this, this is looks my great. Life before my wife. Right? Yeah. And Look at that like, shit! No, no, it's, oh, like, it's like world travel and stuff. Like this like, is great! From like the 90s, my wow on the world trip, all this stuff. But in the back, Chance Liberian trip. So have you already described this? Because this uh, is... this is. It's something to give my kids to get rid of when I'm dead. It's brilliant. It's like, you know how people nowadays journal and they do sort of drawings and stuff? Oh, this is great. This I've, is I've, the, started, I think, I've started think, doing something like this, but with folders. This is... Ex- yeah, this is so it's loads of old photos and lots of writing, look, isn't it? And this little is, maps of my t- of like my tour. What tour was that? Uh, an Inspector Calls tour, 2005. All the tour, all the tour dates. That's immaculate. Oh, Steve, I love that. But I have fold-out things. As I, I just want to... <laughs> like the pop-out version. Make pop-out make, version. No, I know that I have even a list of, like, every flight I so ever So where's your start? 82? Holy oh, this is, this is the 90s. Yeah, yeah, this is me again. This isn't part of the podcast. Oh, yes, it is. But yes, there's lots of... Um, you just look distances in kilometres. You know what you should do. What am I doing? <laughs> you know what you should do. Have you done this already? Have you taken a picture of every page? I have not taken a picture of do, every do page. Do it today. Yet. Take a picture of every page because if, if on something, really? if some, yeah, if for any reason <laughs> it went, 
Yeah. You would want you to at least have yeah. like a digital sort of thing. That is amazing. This is, this is my my thoughts on, on comedy in a night out in Oslo in 2004. <laughs> there's so a lot, got a lot of so thoughts much, there, haven't you? Yeah, I know. It's so, it's so stupid. But So don't feel bad about saying you're, uh, you like a list or... No, that's that's brilliant. I mean, a guy came around to me on a plane about, I don't know, about eight years ago, and I said I was having a bit... Of, I get a little bit... Um, well, I, let's be honest, I, I don't like flying, but okay. I do it anyway. Yeah. And this guy came around and he was like, you're looking a bit nervous. I said, yeah. He goes, what, how do you, what are you doing? What are you doing? I said, I'm just writing down every flight I've ever been on. And I said, keep it in my head because if I write down that I've been on 99 flights. You'll realise that they're still fine. And he said, that is the worst thing you can do. We had um, a really bad flight uh, when we were doing Game of Thrones. Really? We, yeah, flying from... Because they flew... I mean, we, that was really interesting, flying in, because we flew to Reykjavik. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, a 45-minute drive over to, like, other Reykjavik. I suppose it's a bit like Gatwick in City Airport or something. Yeah. But the security there was just, like... It was like a chaos. It was like the lost property. They're like, oh. hello. Yeah, and yeah. then you go and sit in... There's a vending machine in just a room. It was like a room like this, really. And yeah. there's some other guys there. And they're like, hello, what have you been up to? Oh, we've just been hunting... And they got the bags, and they got the bags. They got guns in their bag, and they just take them and put them above the, above the, you know, in in the sort of carry on and stuff. Right. And then with this flight uh, over to the northeast, uh, I think we were was that Vik? No, me me Vat or something. Uh, we were filming up in the northeast, and it's a notoriously turbulent ride. And oh. a, apparently, they take some of the uh, when they're when they're training their pilots, they do this run. Because it's because it is such a sort of turbulent ride and stuff, and we were like, it was the worst flight I've been on. There was all the Night's Watch on there, and we were like, holy shit, fucking hell! Up, down, up, oh, down, people just on. with their feet up against, and you oh. know, some people sort of praying and stuff like that. And uh, one of the directors, um, uh, he said uh, he didn't like flying either. He said, I'm not going doing that back. So he took like the long drive back, yeah, because the flight was. I guess it's the thermals, right, from all the volcanic activity. And maybe it is. That, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't asking. Like, maybe it's the thermals. <laughs> I mean, you, you must hell. have been going backwards and forth to Belfast <laughs> for Game of Thrones, anyway. And that that going over the Irish Sea is bad enough sometimes. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, I was quite lucky because be. it's because it's such a short flight. It goes straight mm. to Newcastle and stuff. Um, I quite like that. It's only an hour. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes we'd finish because sometimes if you were doing a night shoot, you'd wrap and then you'd be like having hours of hanging around. You know, four o'clock in the morning in Belfast City Airport, we're picking the, the mud out your face. Somebody tried to tell me yesterday, you can dispute this one, somebody tried to tell me that all the sort of animal coats that uh, some of the people are wearing in I the can. first... Is that true? I believe so. I'll have to ask... I think somebody some told me that last night. I'll have to ask Michelle, because <laughs> Michelle... Michelle was a costume designer. And she's she's uh, she now works. Uh, she often works for my missus, not for we're like with her. Um, and uh, but I remember going because I joined in season two. Hmm. I don't like costume. I'm quite like sensitive with clothes and stuff like that. I was part of the Tourette's or whatever. But yeah. I just don't like uh, often costume fittings. I'm like I can't wear these things. You just stuff. have to get. You just have to sort yeah. of wriggle into them a bit. But I, I remember going, can I, can I have my cloak be quite loose? Mm. I had, like, the loosest, really? lightest of the cloaks, yeah. That's good. And then, spoilers, um, there's a point where I become Lord Commander by default. Um, this won't mean anything to you, but... Uh, I apologise. Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, Steve. Um, and there's, um, the, there's Kit, who, who plays Jon Snow, and he was the Lord Commander. He had this big fuck-off rug like bare rug like of a of a cloak mm. and i was like oh i can't wear this for next season i'm gonna there was a thing there was a thing in thrones though 
where people in the night the night's watch they're all we're, we're up in the, just to give you context we're up in the north so we yeah. wear all these heavy heavy garbs and stuff and you'd always see yeah yeah and everyone would try and <laughs> try and go can i can i not have my cloak on for this for this scene and then once one or two people done it, you couldn't all do it so you'd be like, oh fuck now they got their cloak off first <laughs> say Game of Thrones for this future guests um, because I'm sure there's some scary scenes in that. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's ask you, what's a TV show you saw growing up? This will be a growing up one, I'm sure. Or yeah. maybe teenage, whatever. No, no. That scared the shit out of you. Uh, like I say, there's so much from growing up, but one, one episode I really remember, I, I just remember it scared the shit out of us. I didn't know what it was until years later. It was about mm. 10 years ago I found out what it was. And it was, a, it was an episode of Doctor Who. I don't know how familiar you are with, with those. Uh, like the yeah, ones. I watched it as a kid, and I watched the Eccleston one, but I didn't. I didn't go into the new. Well, one it's, too the, much. it's the the it's the story, the city of death, and it's the it was it's the first one they shot abroad. It's set in Paris. I think it was the first time Doctor Who went went uh, shot abroad. Who's the Doctor in this one? It's yeah. Tom Baker. Tom Baker. Was, yeah, I would have seen it for yeah, sure. Seventy four yeah, yeah. to eighty, I think he was. Yeah, yeah. and. Um, what happens is, I think I think it's Julian Glover, and he's this sort of grand character, uh, and he's got this very plush sort of I don't know chateau or something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the episode, he's sat uh, looking in the mirror, and then he just I think he don't can't remember seeing the back, but he just unzips the skin from his head and oh. pulls it back and turns around, and there's this green pulsating brain-like thing, and then you get that... And I absolutely <laughs> shit my pants, and that, like, was seared into my head. And I worked out, I think, about, I think I must have been three or four. <laughs> Off to bed. Good night. <laughs> Sleep well, dickhead. <laughs> And then years later, you're in Doctor Who. I was you? in Doctor Who, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, it, that, that was a red shirt moment. It was a Star Trek red shirt moment. But it didn't yeah. matter because everything I was doing at the time, it was because of my son, because of Albie, he was about six at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was a massive Doctor Who fan. And I was out in Belfast doing Game of Thrones. And uh, Ben Wheatley, do you know the director? Yes, ben, of course. Yeah, yeah I've seen and all ben, the films. And ben, did, um, I'd, uh, ben directed a series, two series of something I did called Ideal, which mm. is a BBC three thing with Johnny Vegas playing a, uh, a drug deal. Yeah. So Ben was out there at the same time, and I said, you're doing the next Doctor Who, aren't you? I said, is there anything in it? I wouldn't normally ask and stuff, hmm. but it's Ben and his mate, and I did want to do something the kids could watch. He said, there's not much, but there might be a little part. So he got us in that, and then we watched it, and it was the t- it was the time when they show a little trailer of what's happening in next week's episode. Yeah. And I'll be watching, and he went, oh, my God. And he's like, this is the best day of my life. Yeah. And then it was in the next week, and I, and I, and I showed it him. And it was like, oh, my God, this is brilliant. Then five minutes later, I got exterminated by Dalek antibodies. I was just <laughs> evaporating into dust and he burst into tears. I went, oh, shit. And he was, like, inconsolable for about ten minutes. So I've not oh. thought this through, have I? Oh, man. It must be so wild to see your dad on television and something you love, though. That must be crazy. Yeah, well, you know? weirdly, again, let me spoil a few, but I mean, the kids, when we were doing Game of Thrones, they only managed to come out once. Hmm. <laughs> they came out the day I got killed. Oh, I got man. yeah, I get spear from behind. I assume right. everyone does. Right. I, I don't Most know. people get get At killed. The end. But yeah, so they they that was an interesting day for them seeing the, all these, you know. I mean, mm. I I hadn't seen it when I when I when I went up for it mm. on um, uh, uh, for the second season. I know, clue was just that thing I'd seen Sean Bean on a billboard. So I didn't yeah. know what I'm talking about really. 
when it was set or anything. Mm. But, you know, so I watched the first season thinking, I don't know if I would have watched this otherwise. Mm. Uh, but I got about two or three episodes in and I was like, oh, get it now. This is really good. I'm going to have really to good. stick with it because I remember seeing the first episode years ago and thinking, oh, this isn't really my cup of tea. But that's only because I'm not a fantasy guy. I wouldn't have known where to get it then. What Thrones? Yeah, what Thrones? It was on. Yeah, it was HBO. I ended up doing. I've got. I ended up getting it on Now TV. Now well, TV. Well, they do the good because you know I, I would get it for a season or something, mm. and then just as you were about to leave, they dropped something else that was good. Right. That happened with Succession and stuff. That you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. that, and then and then they had Barry on at the same time. Yeah. And ended then, at the same time, like five finale, did, the same it? week. Well, it was in, and, and there was something. Oh, Ted, Ted Lasso. I've not watched yeah, yeah. that though. But yeah, Succession and, and Barry finished. Yeah, in the same week. Yeah, this week. is a real drought summer for telly for me. Like yeah. I'm looking, going. Oh, I know you're in some good things. I didn't know about this Full Monty TV show. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how I didn't know about it. I had no. I've just looked at a trailer today. It looks awesome. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's and it's uh, it's Disney and it's there. They've picked it up from 25 years later and they've got the original cast back. Yeah, and um, that was really nice job to do actually. Um, it was. We just did it two weeks last year and I, I just did one episode. I've done a thing called Lockwood and Co. Yes, I'm going to talk about that. I've, I've been, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it only because I thought it was a kids thing because uh, there's a lot of teenagers in it. But I know it's Joe Cornish's big. It's Joe Cornish's sort of big show. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's based on these books that Jonathan Stroud wrote. It looks fucking amazing. Oh, it's I mean, great. It, it's, it's, it looks it's, genuinely terrifying. It is, actually. And we watched, I started watching it with my daughter, let's say, who's nine. And uh, it was quite soon in, she, was, she sort of bailed. And we're like, yeah, this is a bit scary. It's mm. it's weird stuff like that because I'm not quite. I think it, it's really good, and the and the leads in it, uh, Cameron Chapman and uh, Ruby Stokes and George. I think George Ali plays George. Um, they're really good. They're really good, and, yeah. and, it, and it's it's a bit like Ghostbusters meets Harry Potter. That yeah, that's sort of thing. immediately I went to Ghostbusters. Thought, yeah, like, yeah. I think maybe because I've heard Joe talk about it on Adam Buxton's podcast or something. But right. there's that. I don't know about how your kids are, but I can show my, my kids can watch <clears> Harry Potter. They can watch um, any any kind of new CGI yeah. bit of horror in it, you know, bit, yeah. something that would shit the life out of me, because I know it isn't real. I guess it doesn't do anything as an adult. <laughs> but if I show them something old, like Ghostbusters, yeah. uh, a few scenes from there, or a bit of Indiana Jones, the original one, oh, my, my son's nine. I mean, I wouldn't show him the ending. I flicked, I, 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 <laughs> when I, I show him, I flicked through the, the, the Nazi milk face. Did you forget, too, in... Um, well, Temple of Doom. Still beating heart, being pulled out. No, nope, flicked through that. Fucking no, hell. No, no, no. I, I, was I, mean, was I stopped, paused it, and I went, he's no, not going to like this. No. But he he left the room already because he thank god i yeah. think they're in there i think indy and um Short what's run? the face okay oh, the second the second one yeah different different lead woman isn't it and they go they're about it looks like they're about to fuck to be honest with you but she goes to her room he goes his and he she comes back in and there's a creepy noise and my son just went i, I can't because it's the idea it's like woman in black it's like the idea of something yeah. that they can't see rather than that they used to what's see the, in the thing yeah but i think lockwood would shit the life out of me oh. because it's like Blade, no, it's, it's you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's scary. It's that, it's that, that. Yeah, it's for kids who like to be scared and stuff. But it's it works well as for 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 an adult audience as well. Mm. It was good. Unfortunately, we found out it's not going again. But and I and really? it, 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 yeah, it was like number one in eighteen countries on Netflix. Yeah. But there's just that this thing now that you know. God. I think Netflix have started to get this reputation for, for people investing in first series mm. and second series not not getting picked up. And I think it's something to do with the algorithm stuff. You've got to hit a certain yeah, level. Yeah, they won't tell you. They won't tell you what you're... No, and I, I, think that's, I think that's a shame because, there are, you know, the, the, there's a history with television of, of some series, first series, it didn't do well that went on to be hugely successful. Yeah, I mean, season three yeah. before anyone watched it. Yeah, uh, Only Fools and Horses. That yeah. many got binned. Um, Blackadder. 
That nearly, nearly got cancelled. I'll tell you what else, hmm. Game of Thrones they didn't go. The really? pilot, by all accounts, was dog shit. And David and Dan, who, who, who were the runners on it, have said it'll never get... Is, <laughs> never this, pilot, the day. is this not season one episode one? Is it like a separate pilot? No, they, they, did, they did a pilot, and right. there was different casting there. There was uh, different Daenerys, there was... Uh, Few uh, different. Um, Jennifer Eli played. Uh, was it there instead of uh, played Katniss Star? And it was too clean. And uh, I think Alfie Allen had bleach on hair. But there's there's lots of reasons hmm. for the people to say no. And of course, fantasy wasn't a big thing then. Really? You know, so Lord of the Rings wouldn't have been that long, has Well, for te- I mean, for te- I mean, that was two thousand. That was uh, 2000, 2000, 2001 and two. Yeah. So, but for television, fantasy wasn't. Mm. You know, it wasn't a big thing. I guess not. You know, Xena was way past, and Hercules, they were all back in the past. So mm. in terms of high-concept television, it wasn't... It was a bit of a risk. Mm. So, you know, imagine... There's a good chance it wouldn't... There's no reason, really, for it to be made. Mm. It is a shame what's happening, but, I mean, there is also the chance that... See, my, my brother-in-law is an actor, and he was in a second season of this show called um, Minx, I think, and right. it was a HBO Max, and they just dropped it. But they yeah. filmed it all. And they, you know, they do this thing as a tax write-off now, but they just bin it and yeah. call it done. But it has been picked up by another streamer whose name I cannot remember. Right. It's probably called like uh, Lupu or Pulu or Julu or something. Like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Pogo, the next one, Popeye, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where's the next one right now? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Coming soon to Stephen. <laughs> I've been successful. Family Guy was relaunched, wasn't it? Fox tried to mm. cancel that twice, I think. Well, like say, Red Dwarf, uh, Dave picked up Red Dwarf, I don't didn't think they? Red Dwarf's going anywhere. They're just going to keep no, doing they're going to keep shifting every... from different, yeah. I think it's about time I can watch that with my son. I really hope. I'm How old is he? To... He's nine. I'm scanning yeah, him. I'm thinking... Pro- there's probably, but there's, there's always the thing, my, I have to be careful. I'll, I'll be careful just in terms of, Fred. my big thing in watching something mm. is anything to do with Father Christmas. That is the right. thing. So that, for example, is why I'm very wary about, say, Gremlins. The, the, oh, the Gremlins, Gremlins can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I couldn't watch Gremlins. It's a horror film. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, is, it is a horror film. But yeah, yeah. even then, there's, a, there's the beginning. There's a bit at the beginning. I right. often go on, you know, IMDb, and you look at Parents' Guide and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, A little bit of swearing or a little bit of horror can work. Yeah, I, I can turn off. It starts getting a bit... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if I think, if I think, has this got anything in here about that that suddenly watch and go, huh? That's the only thing to go, I hate that. To, that would to be, be a shitty moment. way to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't think about that. Because I do look... I look on the common sense media as well, but that's American. Right. They're a little bit more namby-pamby. They're like... some of those are the... Oh, my God, he said the word shit. He so, said damn. Yeah. Damn is a good one. You got that. Oh, my God. Also, yeah. I'll fucking your fucking head, you fucking muffy. You fucking weak gunt. <laughs> they are a bunch of pussies. I mean, they're not, I can't say pussies anymore, but uh, if you could, they would be. Mild peril. Anyway. Mild peril. Meryl, what's that? And I've watched ones recently and it comes up, don't say it, and this is like suicidal thoughts. Oh, I know. Oh, don't, I can't believe that. That's my jizz. <laughs> the spoiler thing, the trick. I mean, I understand the trigger warning thing in yeah. a way, but I wish there was a way to do it without giving... I mean, it's when you go to the theatre and that, when it used to, it would say... This uh, there's a gunshot in this going, well, someone's gonna get shot at some point. Yeah. There's some, you know, narrative giveaway. Yeah, yeah. I understand you know, I understand like the, the lighting stuff, you know, if, if epilepsy and stuff like that. You yeah, know, of course. Don't yeah, trigger yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of story, I wish there was some way you could put something in without giving away, you know, plot points. American trailers so. are the worst. They give away half the movie. I've seen oh, I watched one for some comedy that was on the other day. I'm sure it's rubbish with um 
uh, Pierce Brosnan in it. It looks unwatchable. But, you know, it's like there's so few... I love a comedy movie. And when I'm in yeah. a hotel or something, yeah. I want to watch a comedy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch bleak things. I mean, sometimes no. I'll watch like some Scandinavian, you know, yeah. murder no, thing. Yeah. But like, some, I just... I, when, I get, when I check in, I like to just watch something funny, either stand-up or a funny movie. And it got like 17 on Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm thinking, but that doesn't mean anything because that can be just... Yeah, know, yeah. That's I, just, I, I don't yeah. trust that half no. the time either. But um, I watched a trailer. seen the whole film. That's it, yeah. I mean, I know I know they are the thing that they're supposed to be, bank yeah. robbers, and he's the sort of um, guest who's coming to dinner, yeah. but they're bank robbers, and, and that's it. And it's like, well, why would I watch that now? I know everything. It's just a truncated version of the, of, the, of the thing. There's no surprise, is there? Yeah. I know people who will watch, they will go on IMDb and they will read the whole synopsis mm. or, uh, beforehand or, or of a book before they watch it so they're not, <laughs> they're not surprised. I'm the like, last page I, of the book first. I, like, I, love, <laughs> I love the surprise because for me... Obviously, there's some stuff and films when films are so formulaic, you know, the old mm. narrative idea that, you know, in, in theatre. Do you remember Mike Bradwell from uh, the Bush Theatre? If you worked in theatre, I don't know if you know, he ran the Bush for years and stuff. But um, he talks about, you know, every narrative is, you know, put a monk up a tree, throw stones at the monkey, get monkey down from the tree. That's your three act sort of play, you know, set up, yeah. conflicts, resolution. It's the, it's the monkey's last day at, at work as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, do one last job. Yeah, of course it is. That's right. Job yeah. before, to, to, get yeah. as, to get as many nuts as possible yeah. for the rest of his life. It was really weird because even even Happy Valley did that the last season of Happy Valley, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a bit of a trope, you know. But and I mean, that's, monkeys, that's... and one of the monkeys' parents is dead. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Happy Valley was amazing. But um... yeah, that was good. I I really waited as well, and that that's a good thing about sort of British stuff sometimes. I love Happy Valley, and it was I've I've got this little talk about notes. I've got a little folder on there, and I have a little folder with nothing in it, and it just says like upcoming twenty twenty three twenty four. I put in there TV shows roughly when they're coming out, right? And every month I'll look in there to see what they are. Oh, do bring, you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. So Happy Valley was in my sort of upcoming twenty twenty three folder for yeah. a while, or last year whenever it came out, and then I was looking forward to it for what two three years, and then I didn't watch it. I had to wait till it was done. Because I just oh, yeah, knew yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. do a weekly thing with that no, one. No, no, no. Um, and okay. I left it for like six months or something. No one told me anything. I didn't find anything out. Super I deep. just saw Matey Boy on uh, Graham Norton looking all fresh-faced oh, and nothing, yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. like himself. Yeah. It's like, just like this nice, posh man. It was like, how, does this, how is he that? That's, that's a transformation. And, um, and we watched it and... My God, it was brilliant. I mean, the way they... Oh, it's great. The way they brought that all around and, and oh, they so, waited yeah, just the right amount yeah. of time for it to... But all, I love that, and I do, yeah. I do feel like we're... I feel like we're, in, in terms of... I loved the television I grew up on. I, I really loved it, but and I do think we're in an, an, an amazing age of television now. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's still a lot of dog shit out there, but, uh, uh, you know, and there's an idea that also... Um, Television's become more cinematic. The cinema's become more televisual. You know, you've got mm-hmm. you with the MCU and stuff. You're they're all episodic and things sort of follow through. Where the scale of what television can do now, yeah, it's huge. And and, and just the the narratives are becoming more complicated. And, and uh, I I love that. I love being surprised by stuff because mm-hmm. you know when 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 you this. You see characters set up sometimes, and you think, "Well, that'll be, that'll, that'll pay off later," or they're, they're going to the surprise one. Or if it's a whodunit, you're thinking, "Who have they not given the?" Everything's a, br- br- a whodunit now. Yeah. Everything's br- a whodunit. Broadchurch. Remember going yeah, in this yeah. point where they're panning on people of who it could be, who have they looked at the least and stuff. Yeah. Who did they not want to linger over? It was a bit. You, you yeah. look for little tells on what they're. Well, yeah, with the succession, that's what me and Kai were talking about. It's like we we but. Neither of us got got it. Massive spoilers for Succession. Oh again. yeah, here we go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I my my theory is always Greg. 
Greg yes. was going to win win the game. Well, I listened to you. I listened to yours and Kai's last oh, night on the train back from Liverpool. <laughs> so I, I do know what you were talking about now with the with the with the yeah, um, yeah the theory thing. Yeah, the one scans. His surname was a baseball yeah. player from the twenties, and he right. was he he got he amazingly got people out on a triple play. So the idea of actually he was always going to be this. There's also there's also this thing with the um, uh, the titles. You know the thing about the, the titles of the episodes, the episodes finale. Yeah, do do we even do they even have titles that we see? Do they come? Up at the well, beginning? each episode is you know is called something. Yeah, um, and I just the can't season, where I see that though in the the season. Well, I think you have to go online and sort of find it, oh, right, nerd it the, out. No, no, it, do, it doesn't come up. It's, no, no, it's not like the old Highway to Heaven or something. One of those <laughs> where you say, "I used to love that." Oh my god, what a theme! Beautiful, Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie. But they had it for each of the like for all the season finales. They were all taken. All the lines were taken from a John Berryman poem yeah. called Dream Song 29. Wow. And he's the, he was this poet from the 60s, which was a bit like Sylvia Plath, and he had uh, he had all these family issues. He had issues with his father, I think, mm. and his father killed himself when he was 12. Whoa. And then he took his own life uh, when he was older. I think he jumped off a bridge into water. And all this sort of thing, if you, if you remember, like, Kendall's obsession with water, mm. like, whenever Kendall... When things were going well, Kendall would get in the water and he'd be, like, king of the world and floating. But when things would go bad, he'd go in the pool. And he'd always there's always that thing where you're going, Kendall's in the water, I'm not entirely comfortable with mm. And, of course, the, when, it's, when it ended, of course it ended, you know, and you, you go and Kendall, Kendall leaves the office and you go, where is he going? Why, where is Kendall? And, of course, you see him walk down to, to you know, the sea from... Yeah. And there's the bodyguard. I can't remember his name. Yes. The one that Logan calls his best Staying friend. All the way back. That's like a that one of those solid characters that sometimes is on the peripheral of your life, and then yeah. you realise they're always there. But you know that he's yeah, there, yeah. And, and he's keeping an eye on um, on Candle. And I thought it was lovely. And, and you know, there was a take uh, during that where uh, what's his name, Jeremy Strong, mm. actually ran towards the the railings and stood up and went to sort of jump in. And the actor playing the bodyguard ran up and sort of pulled him back down. on Television Times Podcast. You can hear part two next week. Uh, tune in for more of that. It's a very long conversation. That's why I split it in half. It's a lot of fun and we cover a lot of subjects. Ben is very, very well-versed at all things television. And you can hear more of what he has to say next time. Beep, beep. Well, all that talk of 70s telly with Ben made me think a great outro track today would be my song 79. This is a song about 1979, about my relationship with my granddad around that time. It was very close. I used to go to the edge of the park to wait for him to come home from work. Um, he fell into a glass table around that time trying to put wallpaper up and I was really scared for him when that happened. Um, I just loved him, you know. He was, he was basically my dad, you know, because my dad's a piece of shit. So, you know... He was my dad, in my opinion, you know, and he was actually my legal guardian. So this is kind of a song about that feeling um, of everything being fine then when I was 10. Um, we sort of fell out a bit, um, obviously, when I got a bit older uh, because of, you know, me running back to my parents and all kinds of stuff that is in my book, You Shot My Dog and I Love You, available in all bookshops, stories in there. But essentially, in the later years, we didn't really get on and we weren't as close and it always made me sad. He died very suddenly when I was uh, 17. 
And um, yeah, uh, I just, you know, he was my male role model, you know. And I wrote this song about him. He was also into sort of psychic stuff. And he would like, you know, say, I'm going to come back as a ghost and all that. And I was like, well, I fucking hope you do because you could prove, you know, there is something to give us some hope, you know. But he never did. And that is why the year 09, 2009, is uh, mentioned as a future year. Because this song was actually written in 2005 on a piano on tour where it sounded a bit Lennon-esque. And then later on, I went for a sort of Alphaville sort of 80s electronic kind of background sequencing kind of thing. Um, And this was recorded uh, in Tokyo, in Japan, in 2006. This is called 79. Or a 
full sequency and ends up all guitar-y strange uh, that was 79 recorded in japan in 2006 as part of we're animals the album that i will be remastering at some point in 2024 i'm thinking okay that was television times ben crompton episode part one come back next week for part two thanks for tuning in see you soon <laughs>